Get the little ones, sit back, relax, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. And now, Decoder Ring Theatre presents the continuing adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, that scourge of the underworld, hunter of those who prey upon the innocent, that marvelous masked mystery man known only as the Red Panda! The Red Panda, mysterious masked marvel, hides his true identity of August Fenwick, one of the city's wealthiest men, in his never-ending battle against the forces of darkness and oppression. Together with his wife and partner, Kit Baxter Fenwick, who joins him in his quest in the guise of the Flying Squirrel, he fights a private war that evildoers everywhere shall know justice at the hands of the Red Panda. This episode, The Wild West. All right, boys. He's holed up in his shack and there ain't no way out except past us. And that just ain't gonna happen. Jess, you and Roy cover the back. Tiny, you ride up the path of stretch and make sure there ain't no surprises headed our way. All right, the rest of you, stay on your toes. This environment was a wily one. I don't reckon one old man has much of a chance against us, Mr. Mackay. Don't be so sure. That's the sort of thing that'll get you killed, son. By the old man, or by me if he slips through our fingers again. There's too much riding on this, and remember, whatever happens, you've got to take him alive. Yes, sir. Hey, you hear me, old man? I know you in there. There ain't no way out of this. You come out quiet and peaceful and you live through the night. You ride back into town as my guest. You kick up a fuss and I might just forget myself and take your eyes for what you've done to my boys last night. You hear me? Get to cover! Holy cats! He got Jake! What was that? I think he done heard you, Mr. Mackay. It's just like the tracker says. He's got a gun that shoots lightning and fire. Lighted and fire my eye. There ain't enough lightning in the sky or fire in hell to make me leave without my prize. Aim high, boys. Take out the windows. Give them something to think about. Hold your fire. He gone quiet, Mr. Mackay. Think we got him? I hope not. For all your sakes. Come on, you're with me. Rest you keep low. Door's opening, boss. I see it. Boss, it's Roy. He and Jess must have come in the back when we had the old man distract. Come on. Good job, boys. Well, 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 doctor. You led us on quite a chase. But now it is over. Boss, just look at this place. What is all this stuff? Machines, boys. Kind of stuff that's going to make us rich twice over. Machines? Ain't no steam power. Ain't no clockworks. Ain't like no machines I ever seen. I reckon that is just the point. Who wouldn't want to be able to throw lightning and fire? Take some of the guesswork out of a shootout, don't it? Looks like this was his gun, boss. But... But what? Ain't no bullets. Ain't no gunpowder. Ain't, ain't no nothing. It's... It's little. Like a toy. Lucifer's beard! Who could make a thing like this? Look at me! Who are you? Where are you from? Look at me, Chronopolis. What kind of devil are you? 
I... I don't know. Squirrel. Squirrel, where are you? Up here, Pappy. Why are you on the roof? Ah, uh, force of habit? Might only be one story, but it's the closest thing to a skyscraper I can find. Besides, the sign up front keeps us covered from the street. Doesn't look like there's much to hide from. Just get up here. Yes, boss. And did you figure out where we are yet? American Southwest. Sometime in the 1840s to 1860s, I should say. But it's not really my field. I hate time travel. Here, get changed. Where did you get this stuff? At the mercantile across the way. We should try and blend in a little. You uh, didn't walk in wearing the mask, did you? I did. Remember, Nazi agents have been trying to capture Dr. Chronopolis. There could be spies or even surveillance equipment anywhere. Even here, we can't risk exposing our identities. But I would like to avoid destroying the timeline, if it's at all possible. I hate, I hate time travel. How did you pay for all of this? Never leave your own year without a certain quantity of unmarked gold coins. They seemed quite excited by them. All of this stuff is yours. By the way, if you got me a frilly dress, you're a dead man. This bundle is yours. Oh. Oh. This is quite a fetching little cowgirl ensemble. Thank you. The girl in that Blaze Bing picture we saw wore something like that. Well, really work with a cowl, though. Yes. Well, I brought this along for you, just in case. Aww. Is it the Grey Domino Mask anniversary already? Hey, I could get used to this. Let's hope you don't have to. The longer we're here, the greater our chances of causing a temporal cataclysm. You really think the future would mind if we blew the town of Dusty Gulch clean off the map? It's an interesting point. Possibly why the doctor chose this spot for his secure laboratory. But let's not put that theory to the test if we can avoid it. I still say the whole thing is a crackpot idea. The Nazis had made three attempts to kidnap Dr. Chronopolis. Sooner or later they were going to succeed and it would have been disastrous for the Allies. Why, no one else on Earth knows more about fusing science and magic with the possible exception of von Schlitz. That alone could tip the scales at last. Mm, Dr. C would never help those Ratsies. He might not have had a choice. I admit I had my misgivings about the idea, too, but he felt that it was necessary. (laughs) I can't imagine the Doc in the Wild West. If you're going to hide in time, the choice is hard to argue with. The further back one travels, the smaller the change that can result in disaster to the time stream. This is just far enough back to fully exploit the weakness in von Schlitz's time experiments. The fact that anyone he sends back drops dead from the common cold? It's not quite as simple as that, but yes... He's never been able to compensate for the rapid evolution of microorganisms as compared to the human immune system. And uh, how does a doc do that exactly? No idea. The whole business is well beyond me. I just know the time platform he left us was programmed to bring us to him if he signaled it. Great. So, uh, where is he? Hmm. The equipment suggests we've arrived at the correct coordinates in time. Obviously not in space. Remind me to call my travel agent. The Earth rotates at a 1,000 miles an hour or so, depending on the latitude. It orbits the sun at about 66,000 miles an hour. The solar system... All right, I didn't say it was like parking a car. I just said that I hate time travel. How do I look? You look rather smashing, actually. Try it with this little accessory. Why, Gusworth P. Fenwick, did you get a six-shooter for little old me? Well, when in Rome... Try not to kill anyone and erase the future we came from. Ah, nuts. Come on, let's stow the gear as best we can and find the doctor. And remember, be casual. 
We're a pair of his and hers masked outlaws who know a whole lot of not much about where and when we are. I'm sure we'll blend right in. How is he? Just the same, boss. He's still staring wild like a rabbit with no place to run. Did you talk any sense into him? I never tried. You said watch him, that's all. Good. Why don't you get on out of here and get your supper while there's still something to be had? Yes, sir, Mr. Mackay. He's a good man. But he's not an educated man. Not like you and me. Do we know each other? <laughs> I apologize. My name is Zachary Mackay. I own this house, this land, most of this county, really. It seems very nice. Just five years ago, I was nothing more than a dirt-poor cowpoke. And yet here we sit, in the lap of luxury. Do you know how I got all this, Dr. Chronopolis? I'm sorry? What was that? I say, do you know how I got all this? No, I understand that part. It was the other part. Which part? The last part. Dr. Chronopolis? Yes, uh, I'm sorry. I, I didn't really follow that part. That's your name. Uh, oh, that seems like the sort of thing I ought to have known. You think you're awful cute, don't you? I don't know. Is there a mirror? <laughs> this ain't going to be any easier for you if you make me smack you around. You know that. I do now, yes. Good. If I may ask, uh, Mr. Mackay, what is your field of study? Mm, what do you mean? Well, you, you say you are an educated man. I merely wondered where your expertise lay. The subject seems to interest me. <laughs> I did not attend one of your big, fine city schools, if that's what you're asking me. Well, that's fine. There are many excellent schools in smaller centers. <laughs> I come by my education in a very different way. Oh, dear. Is it to be street smarts or common sense? You don't approve. I don't seem to, though I am hard-pressed to tell you why just now. Would you like to know where I come by my learning, Dr. Chronopolis? All right. I hear voices. Oh, dear. That's all right, Doctor. I expected that kind of reaction. That's why I never told nobody about this. And it ain't exactly voices. It's voice. One. Oh, good, I suppose. One day I was riding not ten miles from town, not two cents in my pocket, nor any hope in my heart. And I heard that voice whispering on the wind. At first I thought I was crazy. I tried to ignore it. But it kept on whispering about a silver strike to be had up in the hills. Nobody ever heard of any silver mine in these parts. But finally, I made my way up and started digging. If only to make the voice shut up. And there it was. Thousands of dollars worth of silver just waiting for me. What a remarkable story. I really must be going. You just sit back down there, I'll shoot your leg off of the knee. Perhaps I could stay a little longer. And that same voice came back, swearing to me that this was just the beginning. He told me where to dig, what to buy, what to sell. Silver, oil, gold, cattle, money, power. Gave it all to me on a platter. Said that one day soon, I would have the opportunity to repay him for his help. <laughs> well, I ain't never been much of one for Sunday school, but I could tell it wasn't the voice of no angel talking to me. I figured I knew what I reckoned I had coming to me, but going from playing Zeke to Mr. Mackay? That was worth any leg of fire. And best of luck with that, Mr. Mackay. So imagine my surprise when I found out what that voice really wanted. 
What he was building me up for all those years. And what was that? <laughs> it was you, Dr. Chronopolis. Just little old you. This is going well. It is, isn't it? I've had frostier receptions. I can't remember any off the top of my head, but I'm sure there have been some. The masks aren't helping. Masks would be bad enough. I think the spooky blank eyeballs are giving the locals the heebie-jeebies. Should we take them off? For all we know, this entire town is populated with time-displaced Nazi agents. Would you like to know why I don't think so? Because if von Schlitz had full-time travel capabilities, he'd start by laying waste to the time stream, not sit down and play cowboys? In a nutshell. Places are starting to shut down for the night, and we're no closer to finding the dock. I agree it's a problem, Squirrel. But though I am sensing hostility, I'm not sure that it's much more than these people would feel for any outsider. We could hang him over the edge of a building, if we could find one that's more than one story high. That's just it. I don't think that anyone is lying to us. I don't sense any deception. So nobody knows where we can find the doc, or even who he is. No one that we've asked, at any rate. Well, maybe we could make it with a bright idea and do it soon. We could be running out of time here. Little lady, I couldn't have said it better myself. Hold it right there. Don't look now. We seem to have aroused the ire of the local constabulary. What's that then, masked man? He means, dagnabbit, the sheriff done got the drop on us. Thank you for the coffee, Sheriff Hunt. Glad you like it. I didn't mean to suggest that I liked it, but I do appreciate the gesture. I don't mind saying it's not quite what I expected. I guess I've been doing this long enough to know when somebody who comes quietly could have done anything but. I don't know a thing about you, stranger, but I can tell that you're dangerous. Dangerous enough to not need to show folks that you are. I take it, that little smile behind your cup is the closest thing I'm going to get to an answer to that. He's a strong, silent type. Funny thing is, little girl, I get me the same feeling about you. I'm too old a hand at this to be spooked by a mask. You have excellent instincts. But he's right, your coffee is something terrible. You put the fear into more than a few townsfolk with those get-ups, though. I can't see that you're breaking any law, I know. But I can't have you walking around my town like that. We won't trouble your citizens long, Sheriff. But it seemed like a place to start trying to find our friend. We have other means at our disposal. We'll ride out in the morning as soon as we've arranged some transportation. You don't say a lot, friend. But when you do, you talk funny. Where did you say you were from? Canada. That's so. You're out of your neighborhood. You have no idea. Well, as near as I can see, there ain't no circulars out on you. Nor any word of a masked gunman or anybody traveling with a girl causing trouble in these parts. I can't see any reason not to let you ride out in the morning. I don't suppose you plan to be agreeable and give me your right names. I don't suppose so. The Red Panda and the Flying Squirrel ain't like any names I've ever heard. You don't give me something more, you might have to spend the night in the cells. On what charge? Crawling under my skin, for lack of anything better. Sheriff Hunt, you gotta come quick. What is it, Sam? There's half a dozen of Zeke Mackay's boys tearing up Main Street, Sheriff. They're drunk off their heads and sure shooting someone's gonna get killed. Right. 
Any sign of clearance back yet? No, Dan. All right, I'm on my way. Excuse me, folks. Hotel down the way will look after you. Who is Zeke Mackay? A local land baron. Owns half the county and figures that means he can do what he wants with the other half, including the people. Six against ones, lousy odds. Yep, but that's what they are tonight. Six against three is better. I appreciate the thought, stranger. But you two can't come with me. How do you figure on stopping us? Well, you ain't deputized for one thing, and I need a name for that. John. John and Jane Morris. Can she shoot that thing? I can if I need to. You come along. You'll need to write a note. Sounds like the party started without us. All right, that tears it. John and Jane Morris, you are hereby deputized. I want them alive if we can get them, but I ain't that particular. Good enough. Let's go. Mr. Mackay will be right down, Sheriff. You can sit down if you like. Reckon I'm fine as I am. Much obliged. Suit yourself. I'll see to it that doctor's brought some refreshment while he composes himself. Yes, sir. Good morning, Sheriff Hunt. To what do I owe the pleasure? Somebody feeling poorly, Mr. Mackay. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you got the doc out here pretty early. Just a social call, Sheriff. That Doc Wilson? Yes, of course. Funny. Could have sworn I saw him coming back into town as I was leaving. Figured he was out with Mrs. Cooper. She's near her time and all. Guess I was wrong. I don't really have a lot of time for small talk, Hunt. You're here because you have six of my men in your jail. Three. Jim Burr's dead. I wish it was otherwise, but it ain't. Jess and Roy were too skunk to do much damage. They rode back with me this morning. I find them each twenty dollars. And you expect to collect it from me? No, sir. I took their guns and their boots in lieu. Well done, Hunt. We'll make a capitalist of you yet. Tiny smashed up the saloon pretty bad. He'll be a guest of the county for a week or two. Willis Granby shot a man. Did he now? Yes, sir. Luke Castle shot him dead. Self-defense? Only Granby and the quart of whiskey he drank could tell you why he fired. Castle wasn't even armed. Granby will have to wait till the marshal comes from Clinton to take him to trial. Willis Granby is a valuable man to me, Hunt. Yeah, I imagine Mrs. Castle might have had the same to say about Luke. Anyhow, I just came as a professional courtesy. I thought my riding out here ought to make it clear to folks that this ain't personal against you. Maybe make it clear to you, too. Suppose I told you that I already know about last night's fireworks. I hear you had some help from a pair of his and hers masked outlaws. They say they put on quite a show. Masks? Yes. Outlaws? No. Jane and John Morris just passing through. They were deputized nice and legal. I should say. And I should say that they'd be gone by now, wouldn't they? Certainly couldn't count on no circus act helping you out of my boys and I ride into town, pry open that tin can jail and bring Willis and Tyna home. Maybe hang the idiot sheriff that shot Jim Burr. You listen to me, Zeke Mackay. That's my town down there. And the people in it are mine to protect. I know the kind of luck you've had. A run of luck like no man ever gets. You've got everything in the world a man could want except my town. You come to pry open my little jail, and your luck is about to run cold. Big talk, more man. 
Too bad you won't have your masked friends to help you. Yeah, too bad. They're busy trying to find a friend of theirs in trouble. Seem real fond of them, too. Some sort of doctor with a name I never heard before. Is that right? That's right. Well, good day, Mackay. Good day, Sheriff. Guess I'll be seeing you soon. That you will, Mackay. That you will. Doc! Hey, Doc! What's that? Who's there? It's me, Doctor C. Me who? That mask. Uh, stay back or I'll call the guard. Quiet, Doc, please. This is supposed to be a rescue. Jeez, I forgot about the cowgirl getup. It's the flying squirrel, Doc. The flying... I... I know you from somewhere, don't I? Oh, Doc. Just look at you. And look at this place. Formulas, calculations everywhere. And all these bits of your inventions. What's Mackay been doing to you? Oh, you know Mr. Mackay. No, but he's about to become real acquainted with the heel of my boot. An extraordinary man, Mr. Mackay. Here's voices. Oh, goody. This is just what I said. But do you know, when you're with him, you can hear them too. Or it too. It's only one nasty sort of voice. Came from a kind of red-green glow. Doc, listen to me. It said that Mackay had done well. That he had earned the fortune he had been given, promised him one final reward when the Fatherland's great prize had been delivered. The Fatherland's witch now? I'm terribly afraid that he means me. This, uh, disembodied voice, did it have a German accent? You know, I think it did. And a tendency to refer to itself in the third person. Von Schlitz. That was the name. Von Schlitz figured out a workaround for his lousy time machine. He found himself a stooge in the past to do his dirty work for him. It wouldn't take that much research to make Zeke Mackay a rich and grateful man. Rich? Yes. Grateful? Mackay? He seems to think that if I am such a prize, he would be a fool to push me through the door that Von Schlitz is going to open without learning my secrets. That's why they've been keeping me here. They've been forcing me to write down every scrap of science I can remember. Any little thing. Mackay's convinced that it'll make him even more rich and powerful. And he may be right. Except... Except? Except... I don't know what any of it means. I know when I say it, or when I write it, or I think I do. But then I look again, and and it looks like a child's nonsense scrawl. I, I don't... I don't understand any of it. Oh, Doc, come here. This has been coming for a long time, and I didn't want to see it. You kept your lab, your papers, your routine... And they held you together. Then you got the bright idea to hide in the past, away from everything you know, and you just got lost. It'll be all right. It will. I'm here to take you home. You remind me of someone. Oh, yeah? Who's that? My daughter, Anna. Okay. She's a scientist, you know. Or a superhero. I seem to be having a little trouble recalling just now. She... She she takes milk in her tea. 
I'm almost sure she does. Come on, Dr. C. We're going. I don't think so, young lady. <laughs> Get her gun, Mace. Zeke Mackay, I presume. And you must be the flying squirrel. Don't look so surprised. My mysterious benefactor tells me that John and Jane Morris are known aliases for the Red Panda and the Flying Squirrel. He seemed to think you would give my men some trouble. And as you can see, he was wrong. I got one piece of trouble left for you boys. Squirrel to Panda. It's Plan D. Over and out. What is that supposed to mean, little girl? It means that you're in serious trouble. See... We would normally have to tiptoe around to keep from changing the past, but Plan D means the Nazis have already been fishing in the time stream. None of this is supposed to be here, so it can all come down. Sounds like it's starting already. Get down there, all of you. Pull them off. There can't be more than two of them. We only need a few minutes before Von Schlitz can open the gateway. Go! No tricks from you, Mrs. Morse. You are unarmed and quite helpless. <laughs> I'm hardly ever helpless, Peaches. I only let you take my gun because I don't need it anyway. Doc, trash this place. Anything you wrote, tear it or burn it, smash all of it. We can't leave any of it behind. You can't. I won't let you. Looks like the sneak attack is out the window. Well, it was worth a thought. You got anything like a plan? There must be 20 men over there. We have to get rid of them. All of them. Listen, stranger. You're about the best shot i ever seen. But if this is going to be a gunfight, we can't do much except die. What are they afraid of? What? More than anything else, what would make them turn tail and run? What good is this? American history was never my subject. Are they still afraid of Indians? What? Why? You got any? Give me a moment. We don't have a moment! Please, Sheriff. Trying to concentrate. I've only seen this at the pictures. We'll be lucky if they're not in black and white. Who is it? Oh, my God! Yes. But where? The Indians. They chased Mackay's men clear off. They didn't even look at us. There were no Indians. You're crazy. I saw them with my own eyes. You saw them with your brain. No time to argue. Come on. Not one step closer, Red Panda. Get down! Stay out of this, Sheriff. I heard the voice tell Mackay all about you, Red Panda. Said you could mess with men's minds like some kind of sorcerer. Where did you learn a great big word like that? You ain't coming no closer. Soon that Von Schlitz will open up a gateway and take your doctor friend through and then it'll all be over. Yes. Means I don't have time to deal with a flunky step aside. Never. You want through me? You go for your gun. Did Von Schlitz tell you I wouldn't shoot you? Because the life of a friend and the fate of my world hangs in the balance... And he, of all people, knows differently. No more talk. Draw! Let's go, Sheriff. 
What in the Sam Hill is that? Hurry. A temporal fissure is opening up inside the house. A what? A tunnel in time. That's impossible. Perhaps you'd like to tell it that. Run! <sighs> up these stairs. I smell smoke. There shouldn't be any fire. Oh, maybe you'd like to tell that to the fire. It's locked. <laughs> Squirrel! Boss, the doc's passed out. Sheriff Hunt. I got him. You're too late, Red Panda. The gateway is open and nothing can close it but your friend passing through it. Boss? He's almost right. This is a one-way temporal transport event. If we don't satisfy the equation, it will remain an open wound between our two times. We have to go now! See? You're too late. I must complete my mission and claim my reward. You'll get your reward, all right. What are you doing? You see, the fissure isn't particular. Any live human will do. No, he can't. He doesn't want me. No, he doesn't. Goodbye, my car. Well, I'm almost sorry to see you folks go. Almost. Things will be better for folks in this valley with Zeke Mackay gone, that's for sure. But I'm not sure we could keep up with your brand of interesting for long. What'll happen to him? He might meet the same fate as all the others that have traveled through the Nazi time tunnel. Or not. Would I be forgiven for saying that only time will tell? <laughs> no. That's tough but fair. Are you ready to go, Doctor? If you say so, young man. <laughs> but how are we going anywhere? I don't see any horse attached to this wagon. I'd explain as we travel, Dr. Chronopolis, but the only man who truly understands what is about to happen is... Well, you. Oh, dear. Then we are all in a lot of trouble. Probably. Hold on. Goodbye, Sheriff Hunt. Say, Dan, what's going on here? And who was that masked man anyway? Him? That was the Red Panda, Sam. That was the Red Panda. And so concludes another adventure of the Red Panda! This recording and the story, characters, and situations contained therein are the exclusive property of their creator and copyright holder, Greg Taylor, and are produced and distributed by Decoder Ring Theater through arrangement with him. These recordings may not be rebroadcast or redistributed by any means for any reason without express permission. Until next time, when Decoder Ring Theater brings you the further thrilling adventures of Canada's greatest superhero, this is Stephen Burley reminding you DecoderRingTheater.com is your address to adventure! The Red Panda Adventures, Episode 70, The Wild West, was written and directed by Greg Taylor with original music by Andrea Lyons and featured the vocal talents of Scott Moyle, Stephen Burley, Robert Westgate, Kevin Robinson, Peter Nickel, Clarissa Drenetterlanden, and Greg Taylor. Until next time, for all of us here, good night. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Battery, along with my associates, Arnie Kunstbein. I can introduce myself, thank you very much. All right. Hi, I'm Arnie Kunstbein. That's it? That's it. And also, do you want me to introduce you, Brad? Well, of course, Mr. Bell, that's your job as host. Thank you, Brad. And I'd like to introduce Brad... Hold it. What? Here's your script. Script? Well, <laughs> you gotta know what to say. All right. <clears throat> 
And introducing Brad Montworth, a salesman, incomparable public relations expert, and, of course, unrivaled attorney at law. No, come on, you know how to say it, Mr. Bell. Unrivaled attorney, attorney at, at law. law. Oh, Mr. Bell, you shouldn't say those things. You make me blush. Can I do my introduction over again? No. We're here for an important reason. Very important. Indeed. If you think you deserve significant financial compensation, call Brad Motworth, attorney, attorney at, at law. Oh, boy. At 555 No, 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 no. We're here to remind everybody to take steps to avoid the coronavirus. Yeah, don't catch it. Because there's no one you can sue. Wash your hands thoroughly and keep social distancing. What? Social distancing. One more time. Stay about six feet away from everybody else. Right, very good. Oh, I gotta wash my hands thoroughly. I don't want to get me this corona. Ooh, keep your distance now. Socially. I want to keep feeling fine corona. Never gonna stop getting squirts from my Purell. I'm always gonna buy all the toilet paper that they sell. Bye, 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 bye. Bye, corona. Bye, corona. Don't get no closer, huh? Beat it, huh? Far enough where I can't see your eyes, Corona. An illness history is not for me. Uh-uh. Don't want to try your COVID on for size, Corona. Never gonna touch. Stay away. My epidermis never wants to be close to where that nasty germ is. Bye, 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 bye. Woo. Fly Corona. Captain Fly Corona. What? Pumpkin Pie Corona. Now wait a minute. Goodbye Corona. Good riddance.